the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast. Joe, I'm Paul. I am John. <laughs> Today it is episode 48 of Transformers Energon. It is Galvatron Terror. This episode was written by Akira Okea. And the last time on Transformers Energon, this series lost the plot if it ever fucking had it. <laughs> Alright, that's enough of that voice. Uh, and in this episode, Galvatron's bashing six shot again. Yep, beating the shit out of him for insubordination, for doing exactly what he was told, and then Starscream points out something they already know. Optimus Prime becomes more powerful when linked with Omega Supreme or Wingding. Did they already know that, though? Because a few episodes back, Galvatron was like, what's combining? What's power linking? Oh, yes, so I don't know. I don't think they do know. I think they're very, very stupid. Or they knew when they forgot. <laughs> But uh, now we go to Hotshot and Sally, and she's trying to climb her way through a narrow passage. A rather tight clinch, but if Santa could do it, then so could the Grinch. And, but yeah, she manages to get through and runs off, and Hotshot is worried he'll never hear the end of it from Kicker, but why would they let her go off on her own in the first place? You know, Paul, my notes were a little different. My notes say, meanwhile, underground, Hotshot stares up Sally's skirt. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Never looked at it that way. <laughs> it, it's, I mean, for a little while, she's she's in front of him, kicking oh, her yeah, legs, I suppose. And, it's, and he's just it, staring it's like straight a shot ahead. That's, yeah. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> kind of reminded me of that level in Resident Evil Four, actually, where you play as Ashley, because when she goes climbs under stuff, it yeah, it kind of does that. You know what we need on this show, Paul? We need a sound effect for that that symbolizes Paul made a reference. John does not understand at all. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. Hey, dear listeners, uh, email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com or podbean dot whatever the fuck our address is, and uh, tell us what that sound should be. But uh, now we go back to Six Shot laughing his ass off at a comic book of that robot Sailor Moon we saw in that freaking stupid episode. In distribution, yeah, it's the two robot girls. And Mirage is standing over his shoulder. Eve's reading, I guess. That's what my mother calls that when you're reading something over someone's shoulder. But it turns out all three of the stooges are watching him from like a foot away on either side. They're just leaning in, staring straight at him. Yeah, yeah I guess they were ordered to make sure he doesn't get away. And he's like, oh, you guys have been working too hard. You should take some R&R. And then he he kind of, he fucks with their mind, basically saying, hey, there's this super energon thing. And if you don't go get powered up, you're going to fall behind everybody and Megatron or Galvatron won't need you anymore and da, da, da. And they all buy it. Well, yeah, because then he also immediately changes the subject to how Starscream is Galvatron's favorite. And they're getting lower on the totem pole. Yeah, uh, Mirage actually quivers in anger as he's talking. Yeah, he is visibly shaking. He's so pissed off. <laughs> so they all transform and drive and fly away. And then Mirage comes back for a sec, transforms back. And he's like, <laughs> don't you leave. And then <laughs> flies away again. It just that made me laugh. Like comically too large Mirage flies out the door, but then he flies back in in reverse. Now you'll be good. And then flies back out. It was great. Uh, and then immediately six shots like, all right, time for me to go to the super. Oh, no, he doesn't do that yet because he starts driving dropping like walls and closing corridors and traps the stooges inside a hallway. And then meanwhile, through a crack in a door sized for humans, Sally watches Six Shot get up and leave and she's got the place to herself. Yeah, he's going to go get the super energon for himself. Uh, so then we go to Kicker and Ironhide and they show up in the, <laughs> I kind of like this. They show up in the Primus chamber. Dr. Kicker's dad is like, hey, son, how are you? Give me a, give me a hug. Your old man a hug. He puts his arms out, kicker, which is, he ghosts his mom and his dad walks yep. right past both of them. <laughs> and uh, I I called it. Rad tells us that Primus isn't still awake. <laughs> <laughs> 
So then Sally's voice just comes out like an airport announcement. And uh, she says, hey, everybody, I'm in, don't worry, I'm in control of the control room. And uh, Galvatron, by the way, is headed for the super energon pool. Yep. So they just let Yeah, Sally... whatever. Yeah, but she also says Galvatron and his men are on the way to the energon pool, but Galvatron is alone. Actually, it'd be funny if you cut to Galvatron. He just has like these six or seven dudes around him, just these guys walking ankle high. <laughs> These are my men. It's like a dog for me. It's his entourage, like MC Hammer, where he had all his guys fucking following him. Uh, so um, back with Kicker and them in the Primus Chamber, Kicker and his dad are going to go stop Megatron. There's a bit where his dad is like, Kicker, we should go do it. Uh, because if, uh, you know, whatever, Megatron or Galvatron does this with the Super Energon, it'll be unstoppable. Unstoppable. And I think if we stop this or we do whatever, he kind of describes something. Kicker's like, do you have a plan? He's like, no, maybe I'll <laughs> think of one on the way. But yeah, Kicker's like, well, if that's the case, then you go with Jetfire to get to Sally because she's going to need her daddy, I think he says. Yeah, he, yeah, she's, she's a scared girl or something dumb. It's, this is the girl who is kind of legitimately in control of Cybertron right now, but whatever. Uh, so then... Starscream blows open the door in the control room and Sally runs and hides. And Six Shot suddenly is falling down into, I think, the Super Energon chamber. Yeah, or down into the hallway that leads to it. But uh, Galvatron gets to that shaft too, and he doesn't remember ordering it to be sealed. So he blasts his way in and he jumps down too. And he thinks there's enough Super Energon to power him up even more. But before he can get inside, Six Shot snipes him from above the door. And this entire place is covered in energon gas it's everywhere yeah and, which uh, was not here before <laughs> no 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 uh so yeah six shot shoots at him a couple times and now scorponok is here why not well yeah but the fourth time he goes to shoot him scorponok just swoops in to pull galvatron to safety and uh, galvatron orders him to get six shot and six shot tries to turn him on Galvatron, like tries to convince him, no, you should join me. And they both transform and fly at each other in commercial break. And when we come back, Ironhide and all the Omnicons, or a bunch of them, are climbing down a wall. Kicker's on that little hoverboard thing he has. And he's like, I'm getting vibes that there's Energon close. And all the Omnicons are like, yeah, I'm totally vibing right now. Yeah, they talk like surfers now for some reason. But even though Kicker can feel this, his hair is not doing anything. So maybe he switched to a new conditioner. But uh, then it everything changed all along. They'll fall the rest of the way and everybody is fine except Ironhide, who's lying in an Ironhide shaped hole in the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he wakes up, they're like, hey, wake up, man. And uh, they point out, they see like uh, it's Scorponok and Six Shot in the distance fighting. So Kicker, R RC actually gets really impatient. Uh, she transforms, Kicker jumps on. They drive off towards that fight and we go back to the fight, which is just Six Shot trying to talk sense into Scorponok. Yeah, and they see Galvatron limping towards the door of this place because he's He's still pretty banged up from what uh, Six Shot did to him. But Six Shot, Six Shot shoots down Scorponok and tells him Galvatron's only using them. Well, they should know that by now. And there's Terracons here all of a sudden. And Kicker suddenly has the whatever it's called sword. He's just swatting away at them. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Like, I've complained before already. I've whined and complained like Alpha Q would. Uh, <laughs> that, like, this show has no goal anymore. It's just people running around going, I'll stop you from you stopping me. <laughs> so we're, we're at Galvatron. He gets, I, I don't know how he got here, but he jumps down a hole from the ceiling and he lands into the Super Energon even though he's already done this, but it's going to power him up again. Yep. And as soon as he gets in, his wings, the Scorponok, or a uh, six shot blew off, are immediately back on. So I guess it 
repaired him, but you'd think that would, you know, take a bit longer. You see them gradually rematerialize or something. And then he looks at the painting on the ceiling because we haven't seen that yet, I guess. <laughs> so and he back. laughs. Yeah. Uh, so up, up top uh, side, the Decepticons are fighting the Autobots who somehow are in the base now. Like, yeah. it's, this is all outside the control room. Starscream exposits a bunch. It's like, how did they get in here? We weren't paying attention to the guarding, shooting them, blah, blah, blah. And then figures out somehow that there must be a human in the control room. Yeah, because someone must have let them in, but I was just in there and I didn't see anybody. So maybe there was a human hiding somewhere. And then he turns to go check that out, but immediately the door closes in his face. <laughs> so Sally uh, contacts the Autobots and she's like, hey, what do you need me to do? Should I open the space gate? I'm going to open the space Escape. Yep, he's gonna, or she's gonna open that for Rodimus to join the others, and then Mirage says something like, "More Autobots are going to show up in this fight, but at least they'll always have each other." And I think Snowcat's like, "You got to stop reading those romance novels." Like, <laughs> All right, yeah. I, I, at this time, the translators—they're just taking the piss. Like, they're just <laughs> fucking with us. They must be. Uh, there's a brief cut of Bruticus and Constructicon, and they see the warp gate open. They're like, "Oh, what's this mean?" And then Rodimus jumps out of them. I don't think it matters. Back downstairs, the place starts shaking, and Six Shot realizes that means Galvatron got to the Super Energon, and it's all Scorponok's fault, and he starts blasting them. Yeah, so uh, Sally, her panel explodes back in the control room. Uh, Dr. Kicker's dad, <laughs> kind of like this, he pries the door open, and she's like, Thank you for saving me. He runs past him and hugs Rad. So he's been ghosted by his son and his daughter yes. in the same episode. And you know what? This is my favorite moment of the show where, yep. like, finally, <laughs> this man. And has realized his children don't love him. <laughs> and he just stands there, still going on. Like he, he, he's completely oblivious that she has run right past him to get to Rad. Okay, yeah, I have to correct myself. He hasn't realized his children don't love him, but we, the audience, well, it's clear. <laughs> and now the Autobots arrive, and now I guess they can use the space bridge, and they're sending Sally home through it, and Jetfire will come with. Well, thinking I hope so. You can't just send her through space with it anyway, but uh, he needs to bring... <laughs> put a helmet on her and kick her in the ass. Yep. Give her uh, Misha's helmet where her hair sticks out. But uh, Jetfire says, yeah, I'll come with because I need to bring Energon to Optimus because they've given up bringing it to Primus, which is what they need to do to wake him up, wasn't it? Even though Optimus disintegrated into nothing in the last episode, but (laughs) for what it's worth, I honestly think it's the third time he's disintegrated (laughs) into nothing in this series. It's just the way he teleports or something. But (laughs) everything starts shaking and they run off and back outside, Landmine is grappling with... I think it's a piece of Constructicon in robot mode because he's. I think it's because he looks them, like yeah. Constructicon, but he's way smaller than Landmine. But he breaks free and Constructicon reforms the lazier than a crash or spinny convert way and flies off. Yeah. Uh, then giant Galvatron emerges from the ground and immediately sees Six Shot and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna squish you with my heel." Yeah, because Scorponot asks him for help with Six Shot, and Galvatron tells him, "You've had it this time, bud." And he stands. All the way up, and it looks really good when his head kind of goes back into shadow, and all you see are his eyes glowing. It does. Sixshot tries to convince Galvatron that this was just uh, part of my elaborate plan, that you could uh, boost your power, but Galvatron's not hearing it. He's outlived his usefulness, and he just stomps Sixshot flat. Yeah, and I don't know if we described how big he is. He is, I don't know that he's as big as Optimus Prime was when he was pushing against the planet, but he's, he's like two or three times taller than an Energon tower and he just yeah squishes six shot and then grinds his heel into the ground oh just like he's putting out a cigarette butt kind of thing (laughs) it just goes on and on and back on the surface mrs jones and sally fly off and jet fire to the space bridge and then 
A 22-year-old man tells a 12-year-old girl's father that she's sure growing up fast, and Dr. Jones tells Red to fucking watch it, boy. I got my eye on you. Yeah, so I was very anti-Dr. Kicker's dad, and now I'm very pro-Dr. Kicker's dad punching Red in the mouth. (laughs) Which he doesn't do, but... He should have done. But uh, things start shaking again, and down below, Galvatron increases in size even more, and what's that glowing green cable behind him. Did you notice that? No, I kind of checked out, to be honest. Uh, But what I did remember is the Stooges and Starscream standing on a cliff or whatever, far away, just singing his praises. And then Scorponok, or Sixshot tells Scorponok, I'm free as he dies a painful death. Yeah, because we only see his hands. I'm thinking probably originally, he's already dead and Scorponok just comments on it. But yeah, he's like, I'm finally free. Like, I think Scorponok even says, yeah, but look at the price you paid. (laughs) But uh, Ironhide realizes the gas is clearing up and they all transform and head for the super energon pool. Yeah. And then Optimus Prime is just alive on Ocean Planet. In normal size. Yeah, in normal size. And I think he's on Ocean Planet. Whatever he is. (laughs) Yeah. You know why? Because fuck you. Fuck this show. They head out in a space bridge and Alpha Q narrates some more. Mad Scramble is on to get to the Super Energon pool first, and Galvatron wins the race and gets even more powered up. Except he didn't get there first, Sixshot did. But rather than go inside and get powered up or die trying, Sixshot takes up position and waits for Galvatron so he can surprise attack and gloat. Man, it's not like you're any stranger to losing fights to Galvatron at this point. All the evidence says this could easily go the other way. And it does go the other way. All the other way. Just not right away. Get in there and do what you gotta do while you have the chance. And when Galvatron shows up, because you know he's on his way here too, you'll have at least some more advantage. At the very least, get inside after you shoot him the first time while he's still flat on his ass, because now you really know the clock is ticking. And Galvatron, you found the shaft sealed off when you gave no order for it to be done, and you know there's a Decepticon that just loves doing things without orders. You know there's fuckery afoot. You know he's down there. Good chance you're walking into a trap. Have your wits about you. Don't just walk in bragging about what you're going to do. And why is there gas down here now when it wasn't before? They just forget to draw it in? Hey, that's how Superion survived down here. You know, he's not about the gas. They just forgot to draw it in. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show, the 499th episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, something big might be coming up next. Anyway, uh, this episode was Galvatron Terror Paul... What was not terror able? Well, I think the bits with Sally could have been either written or translated better. Like, uh, they discovered a way into the control room, but she's the only one small enough to squeeze through, and this is as far as Hotshot can take her and protect her, and now she's on her own, and there still could be Decepticons in there, and she needs to stay hidden, but yeah, at that point, they'd be coming awful close to having to write Capcom a check for copying Resident Evil 4, like, that level that you've never played in the castle where you play as Ashley. Oh, that the one. The dear listeners, yes, I mean. that one, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? I got a couple laughs. Dr. Kicker's dad getting ghosted. That, that was good. <laughs> um, I, I, visually, Galvatron stomping six shot mm. looked pretty cool. You, you really get the sense of scale. You do. It's well done there. Aside from that, this this episode, and I, I feel that it's just going to be until the end. It's whatever. There's three, four more episodes. Um, it's just like nobody has a real goal it's just uh, i have the super energon now i'm powerful now i'm making cybertron move well we're gonna stop you i'm gonna stop you from stopping me <laughs> stomp yep and there's absolutely no explanation for why optimus is back to regular size and on ocean planet for the entire episode like he's up on his feet why isn't he 
back with the Autobots. Yeah, I don't know. The, the whole Optimus disintegrates again thing has been done again. Uh, the next episode Paul and I are going to review is Destructive Power, which will be our 500th episode. Mm. Uh, if you want to flex your true power, <laughs> then you can email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you have listened to us with, whatever you listen to the 498 episodes we've done so far with, and tell your friends, tell everybody you know. Well, if they're here at this point, they've, they've pretty much listened to 499, assuming right. They've listened. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, actually, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. Dear listener, if you haven't listened to the previous 498 episodes, like, <laughs> stop now, or, or none of this will make any sense. Yeah, the next one won't make any sense to you at all, even if you've seen the real episode. <laughs> See? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's Destructive Power, and uh, you can, uh, where are we now? Well, find old episodes of Transformers Epic's podcast show, TransformersNickers.com. Until the next episode, I can't do it with Kyle Farman. See you later. It's all Scorponok's fault.